welcome to our latest Bread of Blue, and I'm delighted that my guest this week is uh, still at the football club, but not as a player. I'm joined by Carl Howarth. Carl, tell us about your role at Everton these days. I'm first team physio, yeah, so yeah, look after the injured players and the fit players, try and keep them fit. Um, yeah, so that's what I do, you know. Every day must be different. You can't really you can't really plan ahead, can you? Because you never know what's going to happen from one game or one training session to the next. No, yeah, players always have niggles, always have pain, um, bit of stiffness. Yeah, so you try and help with them with that. And obviously injuries come and go in football. So yeah, it's different all the time. The players have got to be patient, haven't they? I always ask the injured players, are you an impatient patient? Because They've got to do what you tell them. As much as they want to be out there as soon as possible, they've got to listen, surely, haven't they? Yeah, you think so, wouldn't you? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, most listen. Yeah, I've had a few over the years not listen at all, but yeah, most are good and most just crack on what I ask them to do. And yeah, we work as a team together and um, yeah, most of them are good. Having played to a good level yourself, does that help your job? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, obviously, when we take them outside on the pitch, it helps that I can pass the ball in the right direction. Um, you know, even things like playing two touch, head tennis, that kind of thing, mm. and even just like your knowledge of football, what it takes to, yeah. to play, and yeah. what they need to get back to, that kind of thing. And the mindset, I suppose. The mindset. Because yeah. you'd have picked up injuries yourself along the way. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a pressurised role, isn't it? Because <clears throat> the players don't like being out injured, but the punters don't like the players being out injured. We had we had the, we had the the situation with Dominic, which has been managed absolutely to perfection. But it's a pressurised role. Anybody involved in the medical side of football, it's pressure, isn't it? Of course, yeah. yeah. I take it very personally. Like if I'm looking after a player, <coughs> I do everything to try and get them back. If something goes wrong, I take it personal. Cut myself. Um, yeah, as I get older, more experienced, I don't take that pressure home as much anymore. But back in the day, like I'd be waking up in the middle of the night thinking about how I can help them, uh, what I can do to get them back sooner. So definitely it's pressure, yeah. Some things are just beyond everybody's control, though, aren't they? It's the most complex computer you'll ever get, isn't it, the human body? Of course, yeah, of course. And like if you take Seamus's injury, for example, yeah. that was a, you know, a tackle, um, you know, nine times out of ten. He'd have got out of the way, but he didn't get out of the way that time. So yeah, you, you can't you can't cope with that. You can't prevent that. Um, so yeah. When did you first join Everton as a player, Carl? So I was thirteen, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scouts playing local football. Yeah, um, I was signed on with Blackburn Rovers at the time, and then I got um, a scout approached. My dad, I always sported Everton, so he said, "Do you want to come down?" I said, "Yeah." I came on trial, played one game at Belfield, did all right, yeah, and then got the offer of the contract. Yeah. Who were your teammates then? Anybody that we'd know? Oh yeah, well we had a good team. So uh, Tony Hibbert, Ian Osman, Franny Jeffers, Kevin McLeod mm. went on to have a like, decent career. Uh, that time Keith Southern joined a bit later, yeah. but yeah, they were the main four who went on to do all right. I suppose yeah, really well. The 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 nineteen ninety eight FA Youth Cup side was a was a really good side. I, mm. I did some research on that. They paid over a thousand senior games between them. Eventually, some going for a youth team. Unbelievable, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that was the first year YTS then, so they. I was a bit a bit young. I was on the bench for most of the, yeah. that, that regime. Didn't make the bench for the final, which kills me a little bit now looking back. But yeah, that was some team. Life, God. Why they on the bench for the final? 
For whatever reason, uh, they put Ken McLeod on the bench, I think it was. Um, not me. Sorry. It was a difficult time. <laughs> I mean, I, I was around the club at the time, mm. and it was a difficult time to be a young striker at Everton because you had you had Franny, you had Danny Cadamartri, you had Phil Jevons that was that, that could play centre forward. Chaddy was coming through as well. It yeah. was there was some competition, wasn't it? Amazing when yeah. you think of it now. Yeah, and I was right in the middle of that though. Yeah. So, so, so Chaddy was two years below me. Um, like you say, Franny was same year. Jevo and Danny were a year above. Um, yeah, so I had no chance really. Did <laughs> Looking but, back, <laughs> but you took your chance in the FA Youth Cup the following season, didn't you? You had a good run. Yeah, I played all those all those games. We got to the semi final. We got beat by West Ham. We had a great team there: yeah, Joe Cole and Michael Carrick. You know, mm. that should have been the final, really, because yeah. I think they played Coventry in the final and absolutely battered yeah, Coventry. Been, yeah. It should have been us against West Ham in the final. You scored a couple of goals along the way, though, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. I scored at Gladys Street, which was good. Yeah. yeah. Scored against Swindon away. Um, yeah, but yeah, I didn't score enough goals. That was a problem, really. As a centre forward, I need to score more goals. But you were on the pitch when Tony Hibbert scored. Manchester United. Yeah, we, youth cup. yeah, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's was something <laughs> to tell the grandkids, isn't it? <laughs> but Hibbert was a centre midfielder then. He was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. He would pop up with the odd goal. We, we drew Man United third round of the FA Youth Cup, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really want to draw them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we managed to draw away from home. Uh, we played at Berry's ground, I was gutted about that. I wanted to play at Old Trafford, yeah. really. And then we brought him back to Goodison and battered him 4-0. When you looked at that yeah. team, Leon Osman was, was just just starting to make a name for himself and obviously had a couple of injuries to follow. Did you think that Ozzy would go on and play 400 games for Everton? I always knew he was an amazing player, you know. Yeah. He was always the best player in our team, you know, the, yeah. just the talent that he had. So I was hoping he would, you know. Uh, but everyone told us how hard it was to make it, you know, and you would be lucky if you had one player who made it in the first team at Everton, so... Yeah, he was such a good player, was he? What happened at the end then for Everton? What was the what was the departure mechanism in your case? Um, yeah, I mean back then you didn't have agents, so I used to go in yeah. to see Colin Harvey, you know, on a weekly basis. What's happening, Col? I managed to get a one-year pro. I got two years YTS, one-year pro. I was playing in the reserves. Um, got to like April time, towards the end of April, kept saying to Col, "What's happening, Col? You know, don't worry, Col. We're still not decided." Keep doing what you're doing. We played Newcastle at Widnes. I think they let all the fans in for free. There was like five, six thousand fans there. The back four for Newcastle were all first team players. Um, I played up front on my own. I scored and we drew one-one. After the game, Taff said to me, "Walter Smith wants to see you tomorrow." So I thought, "Oh, nice one, buzzing here. Mm. Must be getting a contract here. Must have watched the game." I've gone in and uh, he, he just said, "Yeah, we, we don't think you're good enough. Um, we're going to release you." Um, wow! So yeah, well, come down. That is. Oh gosh, yeah, I was gutted. How difficult was that to deal with, Carl? For a young lad, I was, it's tough because yeah, like I say, no agents. My mum and dad aren't obviously love football, but they're not involved in football. You just yeah, you just kind of thrown on the scrap heap. I just remember like, I just wanted to stop playing, then and there and then. But we had two really? weeks left of the season. Carl was like, just keep playing and. People might come and watch you. Um, he said to me, like, you, you've got a choice of going on trial to three clubs, Chester, Lincoln, Northampton. So pick a pick a club, really. So I said, I'll go to Chester because it's closest. They were in League yeah. Two at the time. Yeah. And I played a reserve game there with a couple of other lads from Everton who got released. And I remember, like, Sean Reedy was at 
the coach at Chester, you know, Peter yeah, Greaves, brother. Yeah. He said to me after the game, he said, top class there. He said, different class. We definitely want to sign you. I said, all right, nice one. Um, there's like a week left of the season. Um, my granddad died that week, unfortunately, so I had to go to his funeral. I couldn't go to train with Chester. On the Saturday, Chester got relegated. I don't even know where they were in the league. They even look. Um, got a phone call from Taff, said... They've got relegated. Um, there's no money for any any signings. Oh. So I was like, oh, right, OK. So what do I do now kind of thing? <laughs> I was in the season, so yeah, yeah. it's, you know, maybe pre-season. Was that the limit of the support mechanism from Everton, just setting you up with another club? Because I suppose now there's a little bit more... There's a lot more, more now, yeah. Um, yeah, just, yeah. To be fair, the off-season came when I started working straight away. I just because mm-hmm. I, I had a car to pay for and I thought I need to so I ended up going working in a factory straight away right. um, and then used to ring like Alan Harper you know Bertie can you, can you get me a club can you get me a trial somewhere yeah, yeah don't worry I'll get you a club I won't hear anything for a week or so never heard anything more to, to be fair that Mike Dickerson who was here you know Dicko yeah, yeah. he kept in contact the straw that brought the camels back it was like July time end of July he, he rang uh, Morecambe for me. So Morecambe were in the conference then and they were part-time. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, I've rung Morecambe for you. I've described the type of player you are. They said, they're not too interested, to be honest <laughs> with you. Because <laughs> I'm quite small, yeah. five foot eight. Yeah. And I'm not that fast. So they said, no, if you're small, you've got to be fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike said, listen, just give him a chance because he's a good player. So they said, OK, you can come up and, and play in the reserves uh, and we'll see how you are. So I was like, oh, nice one, cheers, Dicko, this is my chance kind of thing. So I was, I was buzzing with that. And then morning of the game, Dicko ran me, said, I'm really sorry, Carl, they've rung and said, don't bother coming. Oh, so I thought, wow. I can't even get a trial at Morecambe. Um, blow after blow. Yeah, so I was like, I'm, I can't do this for the rest did, of my life. Did, you, did yeah. you fall out of love with football then? Well, I started playing with my mates, uh, semi-pro. Yeah. Was that with Nelson? Yeah, Northwest Counties. Yeah. No disrespect to them boys, but kind of get yeah. dragged down to that level almost, you know, yeah, going out away. on a Friday night, not having to train. Yeah, yeah. You know, because we're one of the best players, you know, so I didn't really have to train much yeah. and you end up kind of getting dragged down to that level. And I started going to, to night school to get my A-levels to, to go and do physio. When did that um, idea, when, did, when was that seed planted? Well, again, I wanted to stay in football. Yeah. Back then, I thought, because I've not made it top level in first team, my chances of getting to top level... Premier League um, coaching will be quite limited because yeah. back yeah. then it was all ex-players weren't it yeah, yeah. I know yeah. it's different yeah. now so I thought well maybe I'll do physio because I'm quite what, quite clever I could yeah. go to university do that and it's an easier route in yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah just so did you, you combine the studies with, with playing football are you still working in a factory at this time yeah so I worked in a factory for a year went to night school how tough was that Carl going and clocking into a factory oh god day? yeah tough yeah when, especially when you're seeing <laughs> players that you played with yeah. getting half a chance in the Premier League, it yeah. must have been. You've had to be mentally tough because you've just talked us through three hammer blows there, haven't you? Yeah. You, could, you could have gone under, couldn't you? Could have gone under. Yeah, and obviously keeping contact with Ozzy and Hibbo and, and, and Keith, and they'd be saying to me, What are you playing for? I'll go, Nelson. Like, Nelson? Like, who's Nelson? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one had ever heard of him. Um, yeah, so I just thought. I'll do I'll do my physio. Yeah. 
I played non-league. I managed to move around a little bit around yeah, yeah. Uh, around the non-league circuit. Where else did bit. you play for? I know you played for Bursko. So I went to Bursko. That was yeah the the second year getting released. Again, that was gone there, and um, we had a decent team then. I think that was like Northern Prem. Yeah. But we got knocked out in the FA qualifying round. I was getting paid fifty pounds a week, so I was travelling for Burnley so three times a week. You know what I mean? And um, we got knocked out in the first qualifying round against Harrogate Town. I will never forget it. And after that, the, the manager come in and said, "Right, everyone's wages are cut twenty quid." So I was like, getting paid thirty quid here to travel three times yeah. a week. <laughs> it's costing me more in petrol. Yeah. Yeah. So then I said to him, "I can't, I can't carry on with this." So I ended up joining another team local to me, Rosendale United. Yeah. Um, and I moved to to, to Padium and Cone. Cone, decent. We had decent yeah, yeah. team back then. Yeah, so, yeah. but you at, at, at that level, I, I cut my teeth at, at non-league level, and mm. I absolutely loved it because mm. I don't think there's a better learning ground, whether mm. it's reporting, journalism, media, physiotherapy, mm. any any angle of football. I think the non-league world is such a fantastic learning ground. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you learn how to deal with people, don't you? You do, you do, and. Yeah, um, it's the real world, I suppose. It's the real world. Yeah, bloody hell! Like you're getting elbowed off the ball, you're getting punched off the ball, you're getting <laughs> the refs are rubbish, the pitches are rubbish. You know, For 50 quid. <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. But I, I loved it. You know, I loved yeah. playing, I loved scoring, yeah. and yeah. Um, just when I started to move into full time football, I couldn't carry it on really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when did your physiotherapy break come? So yeah, two thousand and five, I qualified. I went to, to work up at Bolton's Academy part-time, worked in the NHS as well. Yeah. Tried to get a bit of experience in, in that. And then I was just desperate to get into full-time football. I remember speaking to Ray Hall about it and he said, listen, when something comes up, I'll, I'll keep you in mind. I was at Bolton for five years and nothing came up at Bolton full-time, so I was just part-time at Bolton, part-time NHS. And then a job came up at Birmingham City, um, head academy physio. Right. So I said to my wife, listen, I need to get into football. It's going to be too late if I don't get in now. She went, come on, let's go then. So I moved yeah. to Birmingham. Right. Um, okay. Went, went there and worked yeah. there. How long were you at Birmingham City for? for 18 months. Right. Um, working with the academy or? Working with the academy in 21s. Yeah. Uh, like real baptism of fire. There was, really? Yeah, gosh. Why? So it's so different compared to working with the young lads at Bolton and yeah. working in the NHS. I was thrown in. It was just me full time. Uh, physio looking after the 21s the 18s all the schoolboys. I think I had like 15 injuries in the first few weeks you know what I mean I had, I had no idea what I was doing either to be honest with you really yeah it was such a steep learning curve but I had to learn on the job sink or swim sink or swim any players that we'd yeah so gosh yeah we had Jack Butland keeper wow Nathan Redmond yeah Demari Gray was 16 right, right. Um, did you remember you yeah he did yeah he did we had Jordan Mutch, he played a few games yeah, in the yeah. Premier League. Yeah, yeah. They, we, they had a decent youth team there. And then from Birmingham? I went to Wolves. I, I got the job under-23s, it was back then, under-21s yeah. physio. But he was good at Wolves because the head physio was a guy called Steve Kemp, who's the England physio now. Yeah, yeah, no He's probably like one of the most respected physios in the game. Yeah. Really hard worker. So for me to work underneath him... Was was really good to learn from him. I didn't really have that at Birmingham. I had no one to learn from really. So at Wolves, it was so much better that I, I had him to learn from. And then he he left to go to the England job, and then I got the first team job at Wolves. Then 
Okay, who was the gaffer then? Who was your first manager? So Mick McCarthy was the manager. Okay. Good to yeah. work with. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, proper football man. Proper isn't football he? man. Yeah, real family club. You know, we'd all go out together. The families would go out. You know, just a, just a great guy. Um, so you're working with Wolverhampton Wonders first team. You went with a good, experienced manager who's managed at international level. But was there always at the back of your mind a desire to come back here to come back to Everton? Yeah, um, no disrespect to to Wolves or the area, but we wanted to get back to the northwest. Really, my kids started to get Birmingham accents. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that, do they? <laughs> so I was like, we've got to move back to the northwest. It got to the stage where, because Wolves, I joined them in the Premier League, we got relegated to the Championship and then to League One and then back up to the Championship. How um, tough was that? Yeah, it was tough because you just, as a physio, you just try and, obviously, last thing I wanted to do was get relegated, but yeah. you've only got a limited amount of power, really, and influence. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a tough time, that. Especially when you go down to League One. Having you personally worked so hard and sacrificed so much to get to the Premier League to then, <coughs> to then go back down to League One, yeah, must have been tough, some tough, yeah. some tough Saturday afternoons there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, people losing their jobs, you know. Yeah, that's that's what people don't really realise as well. Mm-hmm. You go down to League One, people. If you go go down to the Championship, people lose their jobs. So people you've worked with, the master lost his job, yeah. the chef lost the job, the sports scientist lost the job. You know, I managed to keep mine, but we've gone on to League One. To be fair, we we actually walked that league, but yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're going away to places like Crawley and 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 Colchester and things yeah, like that. It's yeah. tough, isn't it? <laughs> so how did the dream move come about then? So yeah, um, we did well at Wolves for injuries. Like I was in charge of preventing injuries, if you like, back then. We did really well. We had hardly any injuries at all. So I just remember at the time. I think it was Danny Donicky left the first time when Martinez was the manager. Yeah. I just saw it. In the paper, I think, or something like that. I just thought I'll throw my CV in there. Maybe I'll get the job. Um, the next day, I got a call from Richard Evans. When can you start? It was that 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 quick. That, that well, quick. One applicant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Um, well, I've got a three months notice period. So come up and we'll have a chat. I came up. I spoke to Matt Connery. I spoke to Richard Evans. They offered me the job. So three months later, I, yeah, I moved up here. Yeah. So the full circle was finally. Complete. Yeah, and, and and Ozzy and Hibble were still playing then. You yeah, know, that, yeah. that was their last year when I first came. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw them off, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. When asking for treatment, you know, I used to be the teammates, and now we're treating them. <laughs> um, injury prevention. What 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 are the basics of injury prevention in, in layman's terms? Um, like you, you you screen the players in pre-season. Yeah. You identify any weaknesses, any lack of range of movement, anything like that. You look at the previous injuries and you basically put a programme in place for them. So whether it's strengthening the gym or whether it's treatments in the physio room, every player's got an individualised programme um, right. that they, they have and they work towards to try and prevent injuries. You've got to block out, haven't you, as a physiotherapist, the player's importance or the player's value and you've got to treat every single player, whether we've whether we've got them from Sligo for 60 grand oh, yeah. or whether we paid 50 million from somewhere, you've, 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 you've got to block that out, haven't you? Of course, yeah. Because yeah, it's, not me to, it's not my job to judge players' mm. ability or anything like that. Um, I just want to try and make sure that all the players are available as much as possible and if they're injured, try and get them back as quickly and as safely as possible. How important is it to have a good atmosphere in the medical Oh, it's room? really important, yeah, because... 
Because nobody wants to be there, do they, apart from the, the medical team? No. And it's often places where they come and blow off a little bit of steam, have a bit of banter. Obviously, it's a high-pressured job being a footballer. Mm. Um, so they do come in quite a bit for a bit of a chat. And, you know, you, you do get close to players. Like, I've worked with Seamus a lot over the years, like a, with his broken leg and his recent injury. You know, and I class him as a friend, really. So, yeah. you know, you do yeah. get close to players. So you're thoroughly enjoying yourself back at Everton. It's been... It was a long journey, but worth it in the end? Oh, definitely, like, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I grew up as an Everton fan, so to work here now is just amazing, really. And, you know, just I'm like a fan watching the games on a Saturday afternoon, you know. Sometimes I take it a little bit too much, you know, <laughs> next to the dugout, shouting at the ref and things like that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's great to work here and, um, yeah, just thought we, we continue to do a bit better this season. It's a fascinating story. It's been brilliant talking to you. It's a real inspirational story of, of, of how to fight back, Carl. Thanks very much for your no, time. Thanks, Dash. Yeah.